This is a Federal News Network podcast. A bipartisan bill in the Senate would make the National Guard cybersecurity mission more available to state and local governments, especially as the threat to critical infrastructure increases. Federal News Network Scott Mossioni describes the bill in more detail in his latest DOD Reporter's Notebook and joins me now. Scott, tell us about this bill. So right now, the National Guard only has a certain amount of authority when it comes to cyber attacks and building up cybersecurity infrastructure within critical infrastructure. And what this bill would do is sort of loosen some of those authorities, make it a little bit easier for the National Guard to come into a power plant or to a uh, you know water treatment plant, something like that. And just help them uh, to bolster cybersecurity. So, you know, if Iran or North Korea decided to attack uh, something like that, they they could, uh, you know, repel that attack if they needed to. And we should point out this is sponsored by Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire and John Cornyn of Texas. So geographically and ideologically dispersed, but they have this idea together. And what does the National Guard think about it? Do they have anything to say? They haven't said anything about it, but they have been working on something like this uh, for quite a while. They have what are called cyber mission assurance teams, and their job kind of works within those uh, limited authorities that I talked about. Uh, And what they do is they assess vulnerabilities to infrastructure that's needed for federal assets. So this would kind of expand things so that state assets might be able to help be helped out, local assets, and also federal assets. Um, you know, so the ones that they've used at this point, Ohio, Washington and Hawaii, they all have teams for this and they've been able to mitigate cyber issues within uh, you know, federal installments and things like that. One thing to bring up is that, uh, you know, the National Guard has been working with cybersecurity for quite some time now. They provide assistance for election security. They also provide assistance when there's uh, certain local governments have their uh, uh, networks taken over and are taken for ransom. They worked uh, in Louisiana when there was some school districts that were having some issues. So not a uh, big problem for the National Guard, which has cyber mission teams, just a matter of getting the authorities that they need to do it. And first, they just have to get through next week when the election takes place (laughs) and can probably think about that. And then you're also writing about financially struggling soldiers could get some relief in the terms of loans turning to grants. What's going on there? After a long year, we're getting some good news at this point. The uh, Army Emergency Relief, which is a government organization, but it's funded sort of privately by corporations and also by soldiers who decide to donate and help other soldiers who are having financial issues to get zero interest loans or uh, you know anything you know like a possible grant as well. It's a nearly 80-year-old institution. And what they've done is they gave out already millions of dollars in COVID relief, but they're going to be converting some of that, about a million dollars of it, to grants that was previously a loan. So imagine getting an email after you had a tough time, maybe paying off your car because your wife or, or husband or someone lost their job, uh, and you find out that you don't have to pay it back at all, something that's probably really good news for these, uh, these soldiers. We had Raymond Mason, the AER director, on a few months ago, and he's pretty committed to this whole idea. It sounds like perhaps their ability to turn these loans into grants is a reflection of an uptick in donations. Yeah, so they they got a a lot of corporate donations during the COVID uh, pandemic. And not only that, but uh, a lot of people haven't really been asking for maybe the help that they should have been asking for during this COVID uh, uh, time. In the beginning of things, they saw that they're only really giving out a million dollars a month, when on average, they were usually giving out about five million. Now that's changed and, and they're back kind of on track to do the 70 million a year that they usually give out in loans. So, you know, what uh, General Mason told me was that, you know, it's 
it's kind of built within soldiers and people within the military not to really ask for help. They're afraid it might hurt their chances for their career or, you know, they, they can tough it out. But he said, you know, this is an issue that it will not hurt you to ask for help. And you, you should. It's a sign of strength to actually do that when you need to. This organization was concerned a lot about the hurricane season. That was their big concern this year. But I think the damage to homes and military bases and places where there are large numbers of service members, including Army, just hasn't materialized as much either. The pandemic seems to be the greater issue. Right. And I, I should mention, they're also trying to convert another million dollars in hurricane relief for um, people that had to move in emergency situations uh, to, into grants as well. So another good news story for them. And it, one, one thing I really found interesting about this was a lot of the, the grants and loans that they had given out were because military spouses had lost their jobs. You get you lose that second income. And the biggest area of people, of soldiers that were asking for these loans were E5 and E6s. Um, it's mostly because those service members are moving off bases. They have children. They have a lot more bills to pay than, you know, someone who's at a little bit of a lower rank and can, you know, take care of, of living uh, on a base a lot easier. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni, and I've got to ask you about this question. And the Army is making research investments in augmented reality for dogs? That's right. Yeah. So you, people can get a Google Glass. Now dogs can get Google Glass and wear those and see what augmented reality is like. But it may not be as uh, interesting or as exciting as our uh, Google Glass would be. So these dogs are wearing these goggles because they go in to, to sniff things like explosives or you know, something that might be dangerous. The problem is, is that when you have maybe 20 backpacks in front of you, it's hard with just voice commands to tell a dog, go look at that specific backpack. You know, dogs don't know the color blue or not many do maybe it's some smart ones do but i think um, dogs are colorblind yeah they may be that's what i think you're that's right what i've read yeah so you know what this does is it puts a laser pointer on and, and they train the dogs to look at and to respond to laser pointers and then the dog can see the laser pointer also listen through a walkie-talkie to their trainer and then go to the bag that they need to see so it's not very uh you know high-tech sort of ar but it's an ar that uh, will possibly save lives and is this something that isn't prototype stage or do they have some working models that can that have shown they can work on a dog? They have one working model and there's a Rottweiler named Matter who's the one that has been uh, training on this. And now it's in a, a small business innovation research phase two process. So the Army Research Office is looking into it and they, they really think it's going to go into something that'll be really exciting for uh, the future and possibly have commercial implications too. training your dog to go uh, act as maybe a drone camera or something like that. I guess anything's possible with electronics nowadays. <laughs> Federal News Network, Scott Massioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Be sure to check out his DOD Reporter's Notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. What will it take to conserve 10 billion acres of ocean, 1.6 billion acres of land, and over 600,000 miles of river? What will it take to protect and restore natural habitats in over 70 countries around the world and in all 50 states here at home? What will it take? You. Together, we will make it happen. It's in our nature. See how your gift can help at nature.org. The Nature Conservancy. Protecting nature. Preserving life. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.